You're listening to the System Save Me podcast, episode number 162. Today, we're going to be talking all about how to use the famous formula and write better press releases. So stay tuned. Hi, I'm Jordan Gill, and my business love language is efficiency. Because who doesn't want to sit pina coladas on the beach while your business runs on autopilot? If your business depends on you, you don't own one. You have a job. We're here to fix that. Now, with over 150 episodes, this is the System Save Me podcast. Before I dive into this episode, I want to share with you a tool that totally makes me want to do the Cupid Shuffle in the middle of Whole Foods, Acuity Scheduling. I've had Acuity for over five years, so we're basically in a common law software marriage. Anywho, I'm going to tell you one way I use Acuity to save me time. I bet for every call scheduled on your calendar, you have to manually create a Zoom link and then go update the Google invite. Stop that. Like, right now. No, seriously. Acuity and Zoom have an integration where for every new call set up in Acuity, Zoom automatically creates a conference call link for you. Hooray! Just go to the integration subtab and click Zoom. Follow the directions for adding the API codes from Zoom. Then choose which appointment types you want to create Zoom links for. And lastly, in your email settings, inside of all your confirmation and reminder emails, place the term percentage sign, location, percentage sign, and Zoom will automatically add in the call link. Boom. Efficiency for the win. If you want to learn more from my free training about how to use Acuity in your business, or start using Acuity today, go to systemsamey.com slash Acuity for life. That's A-C-U-I-T-Y for life. All right, now back to the show. Hey, y'all. I'm so excited to share this guest with you today. Uh, We haven't talked too much about PR on this podcast, so um, it's something that I even am interested in dabbling in a little bit, so I've personally got my notebook out. Uh, So I'm really, really excited to get this system for myself, but also know that you guys will, will benefit from it as well. So Alistair, how are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me on the show, Jordan. How are you? Yes, I'm doing pretty well. Can't complain. So let's go ahead and just start off by having you shoot us a couple details about you and your business. Okay. So yeah, my name is Alistair Clay and I'm the founder of Class PR, which is an online PR training school for small businesses, entrepreneurs, startups, people who want to figure out how to do PR for themselves, get great media coverage on big blogs, podcasts, but don't really know kind of where to start. My background is journalism. So I was a journalist on big UK newspapers for about 10 years. And then I moved across to PR 10 years ago uh, and kind of set up my own agency, Arc7 Communications, which is a big healthcare PR agency. And then a couple of years ago, my wife and I set up Class PR because we, we spotted there was an opportunity to kind of um, sell our, uh, kind of to, 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 to impass our knowledge, our skills, but to businesses who cannot afford, you know, two, right. three, four thousand dollars a month on a PR agency. And yeah. when you're a small business, when you're a startup, you really, really don't need that. You can learn these skills yourself. There's a lot you can do yourself. And in fact, um, you know, and I've seen this time and time again, the, the knowledge you get when you really understand like where the stories lie in your business, what makes news, how, how, those, how those systems work, it can actually change the way you run your business because you're starting to think oh, wow. of your business from your audience's point of view, how they perceive you. And mm. so, you know, that's what PR, public relations is all about. It's about how you want to be perceived by your audience. And yes, 
what most people associate that with is getting great media coverage. Um, and that's, and that's what we, we, we've, we've created this system called famous, um, which is a, a formula. If you like, it's, it's, it's seven proven steps that you can follow anybody. If you had no experience of PR before to, to, to put it in place in your business and get media coverage as the nice. kind of high level overview. Yes. I love it. So let's dive into it then. So this famous formula, I, mm-hmm. I love when people name their frameworks and their methodologies and all that mm-hmm. sort of stuff. And it makes sense for it to be called famous. So <laughs> let's go ahead and kind of describe your business or really your clients' businesses before they and you have implemented the actual formula. So what does it look like? Okay. So the, the, the types of people who come online and can do the famous course, are it's, it's not a particular sector of business, I would say. It's more a size of business. So, you know, we've had like great food businesses, small fintech startups, small charities, fashion businesses, all, all businesses in early stages, basically. And then that is the stage where you need awareness and credibility. And that's what media coverage is brilliant for. It's, yes, it's great for awareness. Of course it is. But the credibility you get, like if you're a fintech business and you're in the Wall Street Journal or if you're in the FT or something like that, is, is, is a massive trust builder for you. So that's why a lot of these businesses come to us and say, look, how can I get great media coverage? Yeah. What they're doing before they put the system in place <laughs> is, <laughs> yes, is guessing, getting massively frustrated and not getting media coverage. Mm. so you know they're thinking uh, and the problem is this is a particularity of, of of trying to get media coverage is you may have if your business is in a certain sector let's say you're a food business you will actually have only have a limited number of journalists mm. bloggers podcasts who you're going to be targeting if they're your kind of neat for your niche audience so if you get your pitches to them consistently wrong at the beginning mm. they're going to quickly blacklist you <laughs> And, you know, yeah. I mean, I was a journalist and if I kept getting emails from somebody who just kept pestering me, but didn't have a story, you know, then they kind of go on the block sender list. So, yeah. so, 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 so before they have a system for understanding how this game works, you know, they are, if they've got media coverage, it's kind of re- usually through a bit of a fluke on the whole, to be honest, yeah. or they're getting, um, yeah, they're, they're, they're pitching stories about their business that just aren't newsworthy. So A, they're not getting used and B, they're pissing off journalists and, and whoever else they may be trying to contact and see they're then getting really despondent. They're really getting frustrated because, you know, to do, to try and get media coverage, to do PR well, it takes time. And if you are running a small business, you're a startup, you're, it's just you or it's a small team. You, you kind of don't have that much time to invest in this. And so the time you have is really precious to you. And if you invest that time in it and people say, look, you really need to get in the guardian. We need to get you in mashable or tech crunch, or whatever. And you go, right, I'm going to give a couple of days to this this week. And you don't get a result, you then get really despondent. You think, oh, it's impossible. You know, only a few businesses can do this. I don't get it. It's just a waste of my time. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. It's it's a cycle. And especially, yeah, as small businesses, when you're trying to spend your time wisely, you know, you really want those results pretty quickly. And so it, it can definitely be frustrating. So then what finally drives them to say, okay. I need, all I need is a process. All I need is a formula. I don't have the answers to how to make this better and easier and get results. Is there a moment? Is there, is it just a culmination of trying for so long? Kind of what is it that's like, all right, this is the last straw. I think they've usually had a go for kind of probably up to about six months. 
and not got very far. And then uh, the next thing they do is Google, you know, how to write a decent press release or how to PR my business or how to get media coverage. And then hopefully the, the, the you know, a lot of the free guides or the podcast I run or um, the, the PR hack videos, those things pop up for them. And then that's usually the beginning for them when they see some of our content, because we have a huge amount of free content out there, guides and, and templates and everything they discover one of those and it will help them. It will definitely, it can't not help them because it's not, I'm no genius, but I've worked in this industry for 20 years and there are rules of the game like yeah. there are in any, in any business. And so I know those rules purely because I've done them thousands of times. <laughs> yeah. And so when people come across that information, they try a few of our free templates, a few of our few how-to guys, they have success. And then when they start to get a little bit of media coverage, they often think, okay, hang on a minute. This isn't as hard as I thought, maybe, and but they but but they still you know they're still a bit fuzzy and they really want to master this skill. So they do our online course, famous, and it literally just gives them A to Z of how to do this. You know, from like I say, splitting your business into five sections and understanding and which we have which we tell them which five sections they are, so they can understand where in those sections of the business uh, their news stories are then explains them what makes news, the nine different types of news stories there are, then how to grade their news stories in terms of how newsworthy are they? Are they just for regional media? Are they for specialist blogs? Are they for national media? So you compare your story, you can match it to the type of media, then how to find their, their journalist details that they need and tricks and tricks and tips to do that. Then, and this is really important and it might sound a bit old fashioned, but how to create a truly newsworthy press release. Now, people use the word press release and they think, oh, isn't that like dead or whatever? It's like, no, like a proper newsworthy press release is effectively we're teaching you to write like a journalist, to write like a news story. So that when that drops into a journalist's inbox, they go, holy shit, this is a story. It's not a piece of advertorial. They're not trying to flog me something. It's a story. Then we teach them how to pitch, press temp uh, email templates and everything. Uh, and tactics they can use to kind of get their story over the line and then how to really boost that story once it's published and how to get maximum visibility for it. So once they kind of get wind of, you know, people often actually to come back to your original question, you say, when do people come to us to get help? What I should have also said is when they see their competitors get media coverage Ooh. many times. See that so many times. A food business recently got in touch and said, oh, we need to, can you teach us how to kind of get media coverage? Because these other, these other guys, they're like, they're kind of our competitor brand. They were in the Times last week. They were on the BBC last week. We need to be getting that. It's often that because they suddenly think, Christ, you know, if they're getting this sort of coverage, we're just going to get left behind. Yep. Oh yeah. That'll, that'll definitely uh, <laughs> light a yeah. fire when yeah. somebody you know that either is on the same playing field or you feel like you're better than competition wise is getting the coverage that you should be getting. Mm. Like, and, oft, and often what we find, and it's, and it's really interesting is they say, I, you know, I know our product is better than theirs or our service is better than theirs and our customers tell us that, but why is the journalist writing about them? And they assume incorrectly that the journalist is going to be writing about them simply because they've got a good business. Right. Yep. That is not the case. You know, the reason businesses, bigger businesses out there get lots of media coverage is they've got, they've got a PR agency working for them or they've got an in-house PR team shaping, finding stories the media will love. And so we empower people to do that themselves. I love that. All right. Awesome. So you gave us some breadcrumbs on a little bit of the process, but let's like dive deeper into the steps really on how to 
use this famous formula to mm -hmm. help ourselves get into the media. Mm -hmm. Okay. So step one, we call story finder. And so bear in mind as well, when people come to come to us or come to class PR and they want to do this course, they want to learn this, you know, we're assuming, and I think this is the best way to learn anything is that they know nothing about PR. They know nothing about how to get media coverage because if, it, if what they're learning is built on false assumptions, then they're going to, they're not going to get the result they're after. Okay. So step one is called story finder. And that is based a bit, some people might have, some listeners may have heard of the business model canvas. So it's, it's a way, it's, it's inspired by that. So it's a way of breaking your business down into five areas from, uh, from like your supply chains through to your daily, daily business activities, all the way through to your customers and the impact you have on them. And you look at those different areas of your business and you think just broadly at this stage, what things are we doing in those areas of the business, which are in some way new, in some way innovative, in some way disruptive, in some way have a, a significant sort of human interest element to them. Because those things I've just mentioned though, there, they are the core uh, ingredients of news. Like any journalist will tell you that news. And it doesn't matter if I'm not just talking about getting in like print media or TV, like even a blogger or a podcaster, they're looking for a hook, they're looking for an angle. And what is new, what is innovative, what is disruptive, what is the first those are the things that's what you're looking for so you start with story finder and you think of your you sit down with a coffee for half an hour you literally print, print out this template you look you you identify these five elements of your business mm. and then you start to put down things in there just writing down like well, what have we done new recently or what's coming up recently or what launches have we got or what new products are on the horizon so then you should have a real brain dump and you've got all that information there and I can guarantee, and I've never failed on this yet, that within that, there will be at least a couple of newsworthy stories. So you've got that raw information. You then move on to story viewer, which is really, you kind of then take a magnifying glass onto, onto, your, onto your template and you start to identify, really to refine that process and go, right, is this really new or actually is this just what we've been doing for years and actually why would anybody write about that? So we teach you there the kind of the criteria of what makes news. Like I say, is it new? Is it innovative? Is it disruptive? Is it first? Yep. And then we move on to story grader, which is where we grade our stories in terms of their newsworthiness. Okay. So, so we say we, we kind of have a system where it's like, is it an A grade story, a B grade story or a C grade story? Because mm -hmm. the problem is sometimes people think all our stories should be in the New York times or TechCrunch or whatever. Yeah. That's not the case. You know, some may be like great. If you've got a little local business, you might actually want to get into your local newspaper or you might yeah. get on your regional TV or whatever. That actually is probably the best media for you. Yeah. So story grader allows you to understand how newsworthy it is. Like, is this a big story for your town? Is this mm -hmm. a big story for your region? Is this a big story for the country? Is this a big story for your sector? And gotcha. so going through that process, is the first step in identifying the target media you go to. Gotcha. So you've got story grader. Yep. Then the next step, step four is story planner. And that is where, and this is where a lot of people come unstuck is that they kind of have temporary inspiration, send a few mails to a journalist, nothing happens and they drop it. Yeah. Story planner. And there's a template for this as well is a year long calendar. And each month I target you with having one PR activity per month, just one that you're really going to like go for it on. And so you take your stories from your story finder and then you start to spread them out throughout the year. And you may have awareness days in there as well and anniversaries and things like that. And 
on Story Planner, so you, you, you have a calendar where your stories are listed for the year, but that also lists the, the type of media you're going to go for um, that in terms of is it broadcast, is it online, is it print? Then you start to identify the target media. Okay, if it's print, are we going for the New York Times or are we going for the, I don't know what the Dallas newspaper is, but the Dallas <laughs> Morning News. And that allows you to identify the, the target media. And then the next element of Story Planner is to identify the named journalist. And this, this bit I cannot stress enough. Another mistake, classic mistake people make when doing their PR, they get one story and send it to 200 journalists. And like a yeah. real horrid spam email that's not in any way sort of personalized or, right. and without doing the research it's like, well, this is a story about a small business doing really well in Dallas or whatever. New York times aren't going to care about that. Why the hell are you bothering them? You know, right. equally you have a great story and like you should be aiming for the stars. Yeah. And so then you go away and you research, you know, you Google, you look at the journalist you think has written about, you find the journalist who's written stories similar to yours before, because if they have, then they're more likely to write about your type of story. Yeah. You identify their contact details. And then you've got all of that in your planner. So, you know, the story you've got, when you're going to be releasing it, how newsworthy it is, the best media to go to and their contact details. Mm. So you've got, you're, you're ready. And this is before you've written anything. Right. Yeah. Step five, you come on to the story and this is where we teach you. And this is a, and you can check out the how to write a press release blog. I've just written on this step by step, how to write a truly newsworthy press release. Mm. What I'm actually teaching you to do, to be honest, it's called a press release, but it's a new story. I'm yeah. teaching you how to write a headline that a journalist would just go, hell yeah, that's a story. An intro par, less than 25 words that has the essence of your entire story. And if they don't read beyond that, they, they know your whole story. And that's a real skill to be able to do that. Yeah, that's the Types of quotes you want to include, the types of background information you want to include, and the structure of that story. Because if a journalist gets a truly well-written news story from you that you're calling a press release, they will sit up and take notice. Mm. And in the process of creating that press release, then it takes you on to the next step, which is story picture. Because if you've really thought about the news angle for your, your press release and written that press release following the system that we have uh, yeah. provided for you, writing your email pitch is simple. You literally take out your headline, you take out your first par. You know, you don't need lots of niceties. It's kind of like, hi, I've got a great story for you. It is X. And you read that. That's literally your intro part to your press release. Yeah. I noticed that you wrote about something similar last week. I thought this was a great way to, to do a follow-on story. Yeah. Off you go. You know, you're, yeah. you're taking out all the elements which cause you to fail when you do PR. Mm. A word of warning at the pitch stage, and we've got email templates and, and also we have uh, phone call sessions as well to show people how to phone a journalist. Mm. What a mistake people do make is they will see their competitors in the New York Times and then they'll phone up or they'll write an email and go, oh, I saw you wrote about um, Winston's cheese firm last week. Will you write about mine? And it's like, no, I've done that story. That story has been right. done. Yeah. They're looking for follow-on stories. Like, how can we develop this story? Or maybe there was a story about an organic yogurt company or whatever. Um, so maybe we could think about how um, that market is growing like overseas or a different type of organic product. But they're not yeah. going to write the same story again. They're looking for right. a follow-up. And that then takes you on. So then you get your great media coverage and we teach you as well how to really push that over the line. Because even when the journalist is interested 
like if you're late and get, if they come to you and they say, Oh, could we just have a quick phone interview to get some more quotes? Or could you send me some slightly different images? Or, you know, they may want to, a bit more information. If you're not fast at responding to them, and we really drill this home in the course, right. then they'll just ignore you. If you don't get back, they may have a, like an hour's deadline, even less sometimes. And so it's really mm. training people to understand that when you're working with the media, especially the national media, yeah. you have a l tiny window of opportunity and you've got to seize it. You've got to seize it because you're going to wow. get, and it's worth it though. It's worth dropping everything to do. Yeah. Because, you know, you're going to get great media coverage, great awareness, great credibility. And also, you know, the power of like getting a backlink on somewhere like the BBC or the New York Times in terms of your SEO yep. is colossal. I mean, it's, yeah. Massive. And then the seventh and final step is story booster, which then that's a real kind of cherry on the, on the cake, but it's sort of saying, um, once you've got your media coverage, how you can really sort of spread it as far wide as possible and leverage it for as much, uh, as much value as you can. Mm -hmm. So that's a very garbled whistle stop tour of the seven stage yes. seven step famous process. But yeah, you know what we've, and the thing about PR is it's half science and it's half art. Mm -hmm. And so that's, and so we've done our best to reverse engineer everything we've learned, you know, cause my wife and I have built this business over then she works in PR too over the last 20 years and to create a formula that yeah. literally, and people have gone through this and they get results, you know, and yeah, um, exciting. because there's a lot of, you know, when you, when you just got your, you know, you're starting out, you've got to start up a small business and you look at the great big media you see all around you, you know, like I say, you know, TechCrunch or Inc or Entrepreneur or whatever, it just seems impenetrable. You just think, how the hell do you break through into that world? Well, you know, once you understand the rules of the game and yes, you do need persistence, you yeah. know, you're not going to, you're not going to win every time. Yeah. We don't promise that's, you know, that's why PR is valuable because it's, it's, it's got on merit. You can't just buy it. It's not an advert. Yeah. So, um, but if you, if you know the rules of the game and you're persistent, you, you know, over time you will win. Gotcha. I love that. And I think one of the biggest thing it's about PR too, is do you discuss, you know, kind of a business readiness check in the sense of, yeah. I guess, depending on the type of business it is, I work a ton with service-based business owners mm -hmm. and they only have so much time or they only have so much whatever. And, you know, I've, I've heard of people not capitalizing as much on PR because mm -hmm. the rush came and their business wasn't ready to actually grab onto it, if that makes sense. Um, so do, you, do you touch on that at all in this process of, you know, how to like actually be ready for when the, the, the listeners or the audience or whoever comes? Absolutely. Because I've seen that myself. There was a food business we were, um, who, who came to us after they'd made that error and they got, you know, I mean, they had a, it's a kind of a nice problem to have, but they were launching a really innovative product and the media just loved it. And it went everywhere across the UK and they kind of sold out in 48 hours. And then a, they didn't have the ability to sell more. So they, that was cash they left on the table and B from a reputational point of view, it actually wound people up because, and then maybe those people are never going to come back because it's like, well, I saw your food, you know, I saw your food business and I can't get it. So are you just a bit of a joke business? You know, so, so absolutely, you know, when you're going to push the button on PR, um, you need to be ready. And we absolutely touch on that in stage four of the process, which is story planner. You know, I, I described where we have that calendar for the year and you're really understanding where your PR fits within 
your business plan, you know, your business objectives for the year so yeah. that you are, you know, you're, you're, you're getting wise to this. You're thinking smart about, okay, the business will be ready at this point to push the foot down on PR. And, um, and then, you know, if we get the coverage we're after, it's all it's going to do is just absolutely accelerate what we're already doing rather than kind of make us look a bit foolish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. And is there, I mean, I'm sure there are kind of hiccups along the whole way, but is there like one area of your steps that is, I guess, the, the place that most people trip up on and how do you then help them move past those either mindset hurdles or, or tactics or whatnot? Yeah, I think that's a good question. I think there's two, there's two. Am I allowed to? Yes, you're allowed. So the, so the first one is, um, really understanding what makes news because it's kind of hard to, it's a bit like what's how to write a good song or something, you know, there is a right. bit that takes experience, you know, and, and also just, if you, if you consume the news a lot, it doesn't necessarily mean you understand like, like what makes news sort of thing. It's like, I could go and watch magician every night, but I don't necessarily know how he does the trick. And, and so, um, so teaching people to really, and it's often business owners underestimate how newsworthy they are. It's not the other way around. Oh, interesting. I would have thought it was the other way. No, no, no. It's rare. They go, Oh my God, this story deserves (laughs) it's sometimes. Yeah, sure. But on the whole, people are much more sort of, um, humble or sort of, um, uh, like a bit apologetic. And, 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 and so they say to me, Oh, well, we've got this new product coming out and it does this. And actually we produced this report and it revealed these, this study showed that these, you know, these statistics or whatever. And I'm going, wow, we can build a great story around that. And they're like, really? And so it's, it's really, it's really educating people to, and it's, it's actually about giving people confidence to understand you have a great story here that, big national media organizations, online bloggers, podcasters, whatever, they want to know about this because they, they, they you know, they exist only by having great content, great stories. Yep. So, and you, and so it's really about the confidence at that stage and getting them to really switch that news radar on and understand what makes things newsworthy. Gotcha. And then the second one, I guess, is around pitching. And that is confidence again yeah. as well. Yeah. So when you finally pitch to a journalist, not so much when they send their pitch email off, but I always say like, if you haven't heard anything for a few days, it's fine. Like right. to chase up, you know, right. it's okay to kind of send a little chaser and, and, and yeah, and put in a phone call. Like, you know, they won't, um, I mean, some journalists are miserable gits, but, um, but, but most, <laughs> if they don't want the story, they just go, look, it wasn't for me. Thanks, but see you later. Yeah. But putting that phone call into a busy newsroom, especially when you're speaking to like the national print press or something like that. Mm. I mean, I used to work in a national newsroom and they, they're pretty tense places. You know, yeah. people are tiny, you know, very short on time, very short on temper sometimes. And so it's giving people the confidence because when they, they phone up to pitch, they need to get that story across in like the first five seconds. Oh. Otherwise the phone's kind of pretty much, the journalist has switched off. And so if, and so we did, a, we do a lot of training around that. Like when you call up just to go, hi, you know, speak with confidence and to just quickly get your story across. Mm. Uh, those are the two kind of biggest hold ups. You know, I guess you could put them in those two buckets, really understanding what makes news and confidence. Yeah. I love that. That's perfect. So I'm going to wrap up with a few final questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one is in general, what was your best financial investment in business? Okay, so for class PR, um, that's that's pretty easy. So 
Mm-hmm. I may regard myself as fairly competent at public relations, but um, <laughs> we obviously are selling this business online. This is an online training business. Right. Yeah. And the best thing we did was we brought in a consultant um, last year who really helped, uh, helped us understand how to build the business online. The mm-hmm. kind of the amount of, and the quality of content that we need to kind of make available to everybody yep. to really build trust in us as experts in this field. And that then people will come and like train with us when they're ready. So hiring this guy was the best thing. He really, um, yeah, he really demystified a lot of digital marketing issues for me massively. So that was Johnny Nasta from Hack the Entrepreneur. Yeah. And um, yeah, he, um, he's, he's earned his keep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he has. Awesome. And then what was your worst financial investment in business? Probably not bringing him in soon enough. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess thinking, being a bit, maybe a little bit, um, thinking, especially when you work in the world of communications, thinking you can do it all yourself. But, you know, what, what I love about the digital space is that, you know, the, the boundaries between, you know, SEO or public relations or marketing, or, you know, they're, they're kind of so blurred and you need to know where your areas of expertise are. And I think, and so for too long, or we perhaps strayed outside of ours thinking we could do it, but actually it's better to bring, and, and that cost us time and money. Yeah. And, actually, and the best thing is to bring in a brain who really got that part of the equation. And then, you know, the answers just fall in your lap. Yeah. Love that. So where can people find you online? Obviously website, social media, you mentioned podcast videos, all those places. So our main site is class-pr.com. Although somebody told me the other day in America, you, you say dash instead of hyphen. Is that true? Yeah, but we understand. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Englishman. Class, class-pr.com. Go to the homepage there. If you click right on, right on the top of the homepage there, we've actually got a free PR course. So it's an eight-part email PR course. So if people are like, this sounds good, but I don't want to invest or whatever, you can just get a free course straight away. So that's class-pr.com. Um, I've also got, so on the site, if you click on blog, we've got a couple of brand new, really awesome how-to guys, how to write a press release. Within that is the press release template you can download as well. And that is really like a definitive guide on writing a press release. If you go through all of that and follow all the steps, you can't not be able to write a press release. And also there's a really nice how-to guide on how to pitch as well with free email templates. That's also on under the blog at class-pr.com. There we've got as well the podcast, which is The Famous Business. Um, so it's called The Famous Business. You can obviously get it in iTunes and everywhere else as well. And you can get us at twi- on Twitter at ClassPRHQ. Ah, nice. Perfect. All that will be linked up in the show notes and the description, so it'll be really easy for you to find. Thank you so much again, Alistair, for coming on and making PR way less scary and just it's very straightforward. So I appreciate it. Pleasure, Jordan. Great to talk to you. Thanks for listening to System Safety. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes or send a screenshot on Instagram while tagging us at System Safety. Don't forget to check out the workflow template shop at systemsafety.com to help you work less and make more.